Thanks for joining us on this 10th episode of the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network podcast. Today, Mike Atkinson and I are going to take a break from our typical interview format and talk about an issue that confronts us all, contentment, complacency, and change. It's a bit off the cuff, but you'll also find it to be pretty authentic, and we hope you'll learn and grow from it. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or get a glass of pomegranate juice or whatever, and let's join the conversation. Hey, this is Rachel Middleton, and I'm really grateful you are joining us today for the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network podcast. This is the place where topics and issues relevant to leadership, influence, and the kingdom of God are discussed and help us learn and grow together. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome to the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network podcast. My name is Rick Shields, and I'm glad you're here, and I'm also glad to be joined by my friend and colleague, Mike Atkinson. Together, we direct the Doorways Leadership and Influence Network. And we're so glad that you have chosen to join us and to be so faithful in listening to our podcast. We have enjoyed this tremendously, have grown from it, and we hope you are growing from it as well. It's been a lot bigger job than I thought it was going to be, Mike. Well, yeah, it's been a bigger job. You've been probably the more administrative side of it, but I've really enjoyed the interviews and, and speaking with our guests. I have just been blown away by the, what they've brought to the table. Yeah, and none of them have said the same thing. One time we had somebody say, you know, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. Another time somebody said, boy, people say stay in your lane. They shouldn't do that. And so it's not that they're all saying the same thing. They're bringing a whole lot of different perspectives. And I thought it's been great. Yeah, I think it's neat. Even if I don't think they're necessarily contradicting each other, I think it's just from their perspective, how how they in their approach. I think you know leadership as a whole is not just set of principles and rules that you textbook kind of thing that you that you follow. It's part of it is just your heart and your instincts and your experiences that you bring, and then putting all those together and and choosing how you decide to do that. So you know we all have different personalities, so we're all going to lead. I think a little bit differently and have different approaches, and it's been wonderful to see each and every uh, interview guest uh, bring that uniqueness to the podcast. Yeah, I I think of a conversation we had years ago about Jack Welch and mm-hmm. having the leadership structures just a, a flat. You know, it's like yeah. it's a baseball field, and yet then you talk to other people and they talk about how great the chain of command is. That is not flat at all. <laughs> no, but different structures work in different places, and we've got to be. Uh, willing to maybe look at whether or not our leadership structure works for us. And if it doesn't, find one, maybe invent one that works right for us. Exactly. And sometimes you do have to think outside the box a little, uh, get creative in the ways that you're going to approach some challenges and, and issues in leadership. I think that's one of the great things about being a leader is that you are, or you should be faced with challenges. If you're not, then probably something's wrong. And, uh, you're, Absolutely. You're, you're coasting a little bit. And that, that kind of brings us to the point of this podcast. If people can't tell already, we're doing things a little bit differently uh, this time. And our goal is that every once in a while, not frequently, but every once in a while, that we're going to just going to take a topic and discuss it between us and just kind of just share our thoughts on it. And we know that our part of our, our listening group and our network we deal with common issues uh, on a daily basis, and we want this to be a very practical and helpful podcast. And part of that is talking about uh, relevant issues going on. We're not, you know, we don't lead the World Bank. Uh, neither of us I have, have any aspiration to be in political leadership. And none of the people that are our network 
do I see them interested in that? But in life, I mean, we're going to be called on to be leaders in one way or another at one time or another. And I think we still need to be prepared for that. So yeah, I think this is this is good. And I like the idea that you brought here to the to the table today. Let's just talk about some of these things that are relevant. They're real. We might not have a guest. We've had several guests already that have given us some ideas. So yeah, I think this is good. Well, one of the things that first things that jumped out at me for us to discuss is change. It's challenging in and of itself, no matter who we are, what's going on, whether we're inside a role inside an organization or a leading organization, change is one of the toughest things to have to respond to and deal with. I know my life, I like things in a comfortable, set, routine way. And change can throw me for a loop from time to time. And it's a challenge for me to address it. But I also know in leadership roles, it's part of our responsibility, not only to, to face it, but also sometimes to initiate change, which is a challenge in and of itself. It's absolutely vital for us in leadership roles to not just embrace change, but to bring it. Uh, typically, you know, and it used to be said, I don't know if it's said so much anymore, but I remember working on church staffs over the years and and I would hear this, this mantra of the pastor is the keeper of the vision. I understand that too. I understand that the pastor should be one that really is the head of the church and should be bringing direction. I understand that and believe for the most part, that's true. That's not to say that change or vision can't also come from within. The problem is sometimes it comes to the point where the pastor feels pretty visioned out, or if it's not the pastor, the leader of an organization feels pretty visioned out. What do we do when that happens? Obviously, the Bible talks about where there's a, a lack of vision, the people perish. And we've seen you and I have both just in our experiences along the way, and I'm sure probably all of our listeners and, and part of people in our network have dealt with times in our lives where we've kind of questioned or kind of wondered, where, what's the next step? Where do we go from here? And in the vision, we can't see very far in front of us. We have to really dig deep during those times and really question what's going on, where, what approach are we going to take and where are we going to go from here? And, you know, in my life, um, I really have to kind of guard against complacency set, setting in. And I understand Paul talked about uh, being content in every situation, every circumstance. And I think that's a goal for us to have. And being content is being grateful and thankful for the things we have, for being satisfied with what we have. But complacency is kind of this has been defined as being like being so self-satisfied that we don't even try to do or to even get better, that we're kind of comfortable with where we're at or what things are going with. And we don't even want to stretch. For us as leaders, we have to, from time to time, really question and dig deep to see what's causing us to be so reticent to change. Is it that we're so content and we're in a sweet spot, we're comfortable, things are going well, we kind of want to sit here and we sit here too long and then things become stale? Or is it, you know, sometimes it's it's wisdom and we have to admit that sometimes it's it's the proper thing to do is to be still and and to wait. But as leaders, we can't fall on sitting on our hands and just letting things happen on their own. I I think one of the worst things that we can do as, as leaders is to kind of let our people just kind of flail in the wind a little bit and not have any sense of where we're going or what we're doing. Yeah, I think that those are good things, that contentment, complacency. Those are two very different things. Yeah. But I think contentment can lead pretty 
directly to complacency. Mm. And I wonder, but what part of the reason why we can be so hesitant for change is because we get tired. Yeah. We're so busy doing so many different things and we're just convinced that the things that we started 15 years ago or 20 years ago that met a real need then, and maybe even still meet some need today, that does not mean that we have to continue to do that. We don't have to institutionalize that. Yeah. But that we we can let some of those things go in search of a greater good. And we we tend to, I think, I think we get tired doing so much stuff that we see it as just adding one more thing. And I don't know <laughs> if I can have one more thing. <laughs> yeah. And if when my first thing that comes to me on, on my when I question that is how good am, am I delegating things? Am I yeah. still holding on things to things that I've done in the past because I'm good at doing it, or I don't want to invest the time to teach others to do it when I should be. And it's just easier for me to do it. And then when it comes time to make a change or to add something, I don't have the capacity to do it because I've done a poor job delegating other things. Thank you. To the choir here. Stop. It. My <laughs> goodness. Well, you know, it's part of our leadership responsibilities is to, grow others, right? And Absolutely. so if if we do not give them the opportunity to stretch and grow, and we don't, some people look at delegation as a negative, and I, I have to force myself sometimes to look at it as a very positive thing, that we want to train others and let them see and, you know, challenge them, challenge them to, to grow and to do better. So and that's one of the, usually I start, if I'm point fingers, I start pointing at myself regarding delegation in that area. I think, and I think in the church, delegation is a blessing because, you continue to raise up leaders yeah. by by delegating things to people, letting them do it. And, and as we've said in previous podcasts, man, sometimes they're going to do it and they're going to fail right. or they're going to do a really poor job. Okay. And so then we come alongside them, right. we give them some feedback, we help them to see a way, maybe see some areas that, okay, you maybe didn't do this very well, but this you did really great and help them to understand how we could make that change in the future. But I, I think it's a blessing. We want people to be involved in church, but typically what we end up doing is allowing them to be involved every time the offering plate is passed. Yeah. And we want to make sure their tithe comes and, and that's really good. Yeah. And I think it's not even just, you know, it goes beyond church into our workplace or, or wherever too is the expectations. And so, you know, we want to delegate, we want to keep things at a, at a certain level, um, but we also need to understand very rarely is it going to be, you're going to nail it the first time. So set the expectations right from the get-go and don't install in your people a fear of failure. I think that's where we, we I, I, you know, I, one of the things I, I noted in what causes us to be resident to change, you know, there's three things, but one of those is definitely fear of failure that, you know, I'm going to make a mistake. It's going to end the world or whatever. And, and very rarely is that the case. And often well, the world we talked hasn't about, ended yet, and there's been a yeah. lot of failures over the and, years. <laughs> and as we talked in other podcasts, we often learn more from failures than what we do from our successes. And so I think it in if you walk through that with someone, one of your staff members or whoever, and and it doesn't go the way that you expected to go, but you have grace and you work with them through that, I think you've gained so much ground with them. I think there's some loyalty uh in that. And they understand in your expectations what they are. Uh, I, I think it's a win-win regardless of what the actual outcome was. And then plus you're building that, that opportunity for the next time to delegate. And they're, and they're going to have that, you know, such a less that, of that fear of failure. Uh, they're going to know that they can stretch and can go for it. So 
No, I, I think, think of we, all places, the church has to be the place where it is a <laughs> large group of leaders yeah. and not, not a group of followers. Yeah. Yeah. And there you yeah, go. And so it's, I, I, I think it's such a leader rich, leader rich environment. Yeah. And yet we see so many churches fail in that area of equipping and developing here. They've got this source of an opportunity to invest uh, in leadership development and just sitting right there and just don't, don't step out and do that. That's, and they may be really good at teaching. That's not to say that teaching is poor, yeah. that people aren't learning, but developing leadership, things yeah. that people can take from this place and take it with them where they go. I, I recently, uh, I've got a who's in prison and I recently sent him a uh, cultural backgrounds of the new Testament Bible uh, I sent it to him with this instruction. I said, I charge you to share the things you're learning with other people. So don't mm. just take what you're learning and what you're doing and what you're doing well and make it so that people are attracted to you so that then you can share your words of wisdom with them. But take those things and share with others so that they'll share with others. And that's the very thing that Paul instructs Timothy to do. Yeah. And that we, I don't think we do really well. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we do. And, and part of it is too is we have to admit it's sometimes it's not easy. It takes time. It takes investment. And sometimes it's quicker. I'm just going to do it myself and just get it done, as opposed to right. hey, I'm going to spend some time with this individual and and show them how to do it or walk walk with them through it. And it may take a little bit longer initially, but in the long run, you're going to be far much better off because they're going to have the capability to do it and you've invested in them. But short term. It, it, it does take a little bit longer. And so, yeah, and we sit here, we, we don't, obviously our thoughts are we don't want to hammer others on, on this no. or the thought that we don't, we understand how difficult it can be. Yeah. It's not um, like we've so good at it that we perfected it and we're right. here to tell everybody how to do it. <laughs> right. I think it's just things too, that, you know, you just, you just observe along the way. And, you know, there, obviously there's some things I would change in my background in my experiences that I would do differently, that I would definitely invest more in others along the way. Hey friend, that's our show for today. If you enjoyed the content or would like to hear future podcasts, please subscribe so you can be notified when new podcasts are released. On behalf of Mike Atkinson, Rick Shields, and our amazing Doorways Leadership and Influence Network partners, this is Rachel Middleton saying thanks for listening. 